Have you ever looked at an instrument that's completely foreign to you and wondered, how the heck do you play that thing? Well, today I'm asking that very question about traditional mariachi instruments. And we're gonna take five different instruments with five different techniques and apply those techniques to something familiar, your guitar. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 185 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC members. Do you ever wanna step outside your comfort zone with a guitar, but feel like, gosh, that might be a little too scary? Do you ever question if consistency in your guitar routine is really all that effective? Well, today you're gonna find out what stepping outside your comfort zone can actually do, and you're gonna learn that consistency, even after a 30-year break from guitar, can actually get you right back into playing and playing even better than you did before. You're gonna meet two TAC members that underscore both of these lessons. Plus, you're gonna get your weekly dose of acoustic guitar news you can use, which includes two new albums, an incredible state-of-the-art guitar pickup, and so much more. But first, let's dive into the world of mariachi music. So this is how it'll work. First, I'll introduce you to the instrument, and we'll look at some clips of it being played in its traditional setting. Then I'll take you into the studio and we'll apply those techniques to the guitar. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer, I'm new to this genre of music and by no means am I an expert. So this is very much me learning right alongside you. But what I wanted to do is show that there's a connection between ethnic instruments, instruments we know nothing about, the techniques that they use and how we can actually apply them to pushing our guitar journey and progress forward. So with that disclaimer being said, let's go ahead and dive in. The first instrument that I wanna target in the mariachi setting is the mariachi harp. Now, I gotta be honest, I didn't even know a harp was involved in mariachi music. And then I saw some clips of it being played with the full band and I thought to myself, Holy smokes, this is incredible. It takes serious talent and commitment to play the harp in this fashion. Now the technique that we're gonna borrow from the harp and apply to the guitar is the way that it arpeggiates chords or plays chords one note at a time. But to my ears, the mariachi harp actually takes it one step further by accentuating melody notes when and if possible. So we're actually gonna look at that as well. Now for all of the examples that you're about to hear, regardless of instrument, regardless of technique, I'm gonna apply them to the song Freight Train. If you're not familiar, here's the finger-picked version of Freight Train, the very guitar-friendly version of Freight Train. I'm just gonna use the first half of the song because I don't need to play the song every single time. But I think it's a great way to show you that these techniques can actually be applied to a real song. So again, back to the harp. We're gonna talk about, talk about arpeggiating a chord, meaning playing the chord one note at a time. And this is best applied to the guitar by way of fingerstyle. So what I want you to do is grab a C chord, place your thumb on the A string, index finger on the D, middle finger on the G, and uh, ring finger on the B. And all you're gonna do is go thumb, index, middle, ring. That's it, and just kind of repeat that. That's the harp technique essentially applied to the guitar. Now I'm not a harp player, but the way that I'm looking at it and the way that I'm hearing it, that seems to be the technique, is this arpeggiation of chords. But how does the melody come in? 
Well, all we do is actually add the melody to the C chord, and that would sound something like this. So it's pretty cool how that lays out with Freight Train. And it's something that you can try over any chord with any string combination. The next instrument we'll look at is the Bajo Sexto. Now of all the instruments within the mariachi world, I believe this one is the most closely related to the guitar, from the way it sounds to the way that it's actually played. The technique we're going to borrow is this wonderful boom chick rhythm, where the bass note is hit and then the chord is strummed. And I'm going to show you how this plays out over a C chord and a G chord. Now the C chord will be an open position chord and the G chord will be a closed position bar chord. And in my opinion, this technique works best with bar chords because you have much more control over the sound of the chord. But we'll get to the bar chord here in a second. Let's first look at the C chord. And what we're going to do is be hitting a bass note and then strumming the chord. And notice I'm choking off the chord to kind of give it this almost percussive punch. So it's going to be a bass note and then another bass note. So bass, chunk, bass, chunk. And if you want to get fancy, you can add other bass notes as well. So for this, I would do the C, the G, the E. So that's how it would play out over an open chord. Now moving on to a G bar chord, this is actually going to be an E-shaped G bar chord, spanning the third, fourth, and fifth fret. And what I like about this, again, is I can control the sound of the chord. So essentially what I'll do is I'll hit the bass note on the low E string, and then a chunk rhythm and then hit the A string at the fifth fret. You're already holding it down if you're holding down the chord. And then a bass chunk. So that would sound like this. It's a really wonderful way to drive the rhythm, and it's not too complicated on the right hand. You just need a bit of accuracy to hit those bass notes and a nice powerful down strum to accentuate the chord. Now, how does this play out over Freight Train? Well, you'd play essentially the rhythm guitar to Freight Train, and that would be a C chord into a G chord. Moving on to the low end of the spectrum, yes, the bass frequencies, and in the mariachi band that is handled by the guitaron. And I love the name because, well, it has guitar in it, and it looks like a huge guitar. Now, granted, your guitar will not sound just like a guitarone, because the guitarone is a huge instrument. However, we'll get the same quality of tone out of our guitar. And you'll, you'll get that by doing two things. Your picking hand will be using the thumb and the index finger, and your fretting hand will be fretting an octave pattern. Let me go ahead and go over the octave pattern, and then I'll show you how to play. So we're going to fret the third fret of the A string. That's one note of the octave pattern. We need two. And to get the other note, we're going to go two strings towards the floor, and two frets towards the body. And then I'll have you fretting the G string at the fifth fret. So we have the A string and the G string, right? An octave apart on a C note. Now to play, your thumb is gonna rest on the A string, your index finger on the G. You're gonna put enough pressure on the thumb and the index finger to feel the string slightly indent the pad of your finger, and then you're gonna pull your hand away. That's it. 
I don't want you slapping the strings. Don't dig in that hard, just enough to get good solid full bass tone. Pretty cool. Now you're gonna take this octave pattern and you're just gonna go towards the ceiling one string. So it's gonna be the third fret of the E string, fifth fret of the D string. Same exact way of playing, we've just moved the note. So for the C chord, it would sound like this. We just alternate between the bass notes. For the G chord, we'd simply play a G note, which is where we ended up on that C chord, and then a D note, which bumps us to the index finger at the fifth fret of the D, and then our pinky finger or ring finger on the seventh fret of the G. And again, over freight train, it would be a measure of C and a measure of G. The next instrument I have for you is quite simply mesmerizing. It's the vihuela. And whenever I watch anybody play this instrument, it is hypnotizing. I look at the picking hand and I think, how can somebody move that fast and maintain that much fluidity? It's clear that the vihuela is a very picking hand centric type of instrument. So we're gonna spend a lot of our time on that. But to focus on our picking hand, let's go ahead and just hold down a static chord on the fretting end. So we're gonna just hold down a C chord. And for the vihuela technique, which I have not mastered by any means, but this is something that I'm working on, again, right alongside with you, it's an interesting, I wanna say flick of the wrist, but it's really more of a smooth movement than a flick. So what we're gonna be doing for the vihuela strumming technique is essentially using the four fingers on the way down and then the thumb on the way up. So. And what I'm doing is kind of fanning my fingers, meaning the pinky, the ring, the middle, and then the index. I'll show you that again. Now, one of the interesting things about the vihuela is that the better you get at that particular technique, and again, I'm just saying this technique applied towards the guitar. I am by no means a vihuela player at all, but I'm just kind of connecting some dots. Now, um, one of the things that I really find interesting and hypnotizing about the vihuela is the use of muting. So once you get that basic stroke down, you can actually add a mute. And that would be on the down stroke. And then your next stroke would be an upstroke. So you almost get this kind of uh, chugging train type effect. It's really fun to mess with and it actually works in song. And I'll, actually, I'll show you over Freight Train right now. Yes, it's officially the first time I've spilled my coffee on the Acoustic Tuesday show, which is proof that the vihuela is mesmerizing, hypnotizing, and mind-blowing. I've got one more instrument on my list for you, and it also starts with a V. It's the violin. And you might be thinking to yourself, Tone, what are we actually gonna pull from the violin and apply to the guitar? Well, first, let's look at the violin in the mariachi setting. From the mariachi music that I've heard, it seems that the violin is there to represent the melody. And the way that they do that is by really driving the melody home. You'll see that 
as you watch the violin players within the band, they're taking one note and really milking it for all it's worth. And they do that for each note of the melody, back and forth, almost as if they're sawing on the note. So how would we actually do that with the guitar? Well, my mind immediately went to tremolo. Now, I normally think of tremolo in the mandolin world, but the mandolin is tuned the same as the violin, and I thought, well, that's the technique. That's the technique we can use. We can add tremolo to the melody. And all that is is a very rapid back and forth movement over a single note. Now, the best way to do that is to have a loose grip on your pick and just start by going slow and then slowly speeding up. And it helps if you angle the pick down towards the floor. The pick gets less caught on the string and more really moves through the string. So that pick angle is pretty huge. I would say a 45 degree angle towards the floor. How does this play out over an actual melody? Let's pick on Freight Train. We've looked at the mariachi harp, the bajo sexto, the guitaron, the vihuela, and the violin. And now I have a question for you. In the comments below, let me know what other non-guitar instruments you've taken techniques from and applied to your guitar. I'd love for the comments to serve as a list of inspiration, other instruments to explore, and other techniques to try. Let me ask you a question, and I want you to be honest. Has fear ever held you back from stepping outside your comfort zone with your guitar? I know if I ask myself that question, the answer is quite certainly. I've not played an open mic because I'm scared. I've not jammed with people because I'm scared. In fact, one instance was me going to a bluegrass festival, bringing my guitar, and never taking it out of the case because I was too scared to jam with other people who were very much inviting and wanted me to jam, but I just couldn't get over that hurdle of fear. Well, eventually I did, and I feel like once I did, I started progressing much faster. And you might be thinking, well, Tone, that's because you're around music all the time and that's all you do. And actually, that I guess that's kind of true. But I wanna highlight a TAC member who did that very thing and found the benefits of stepping outside his comfort zone. I wanna introduce you to Mike M, also known as Flight 3202 within Tony's Acoustic Challenge. He just posted a small win, and I think it proves the point that stepping outside your comfort zone can be quite a fruitful endeavor. Here's what he had to say. I had a chance to play at one of the virtual open mics last weekend. This was the first time playing in front of anyone other than my wife and kids. I was scared, but felt comfortable in the group. Thank you for being so welcoming and encouraging to the new players. I've been playing guitar for about a year and joined the TAC community a month ago. The ability to step way outside my comfort zone is amazing and helps me stay motivated to practice. My playing has progressed faster over the past month than it had over the past year. I'm glad to be a part of this fantastic community. Mike, first of all, congratulations on stepping outside your comfort zone. But I also wanna thank you for serving as an inspiration, proving that if you step outside your comfort zone, what lies on the other side of that fear is progress and happiness and fulfillment with the guitar. I think that inspirational piece is you saying, you know what, I was scared to do this, but I did it anyway. And in the last month, I've had more progress than I've had over the last year. It's pretty darn amazing. And Mike, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. It's, it's just, I get, I get kind of like my hair stands on end when I read stories like that. Speaking of stories like that, I've got another one from Steve M. TAC member Steve M, also known as Maydog within the Tony's Acoustic Challenge community. And he has 
uh, first-hand testament to how consistency can impact your progress as a guitar player. I think so often we hear, oh yeah, consistency is the secret, consistency is the secret, and you think to yourself, really, is that really all it is? And I firmly believe that if you have a consistent guitar routine, that gives you the daily progress, that keeps this positive momentum going, and ultimately, that consistent guitar routine leads to you achieving anything you want to with the guitar. Now, that's me saying it, of course, and I firmly believe in that, but here Steve is experiencing that. I just realized that I had a tack anniversary in February, but I didn't post anything about it, so just a little late. When I joined in February of 2019, I had only picked up the guitar a few months prior after an almost 30-year hiatus. Same story as most everyone else. Played when I was younger, then started and focused on a career and slowly quit playing guitar. Now I'm semi-retired and have more time, so I'm playing again. I joined TAC because I was playing the same 12 songs and 12 chords that I was playing 30 years ago, and I wasn't really improving or having much fun. It took about two months after joining TAC to really start with the daily lessons. But once I started, I was consistent. It wasn't long before I noticed improvement. In this past year, I think the biggest improvements are that I can play bar chords fairly well, I give myself a B minus, and I understand the fretboard much better than I did. That consistency piece is so huge. And what I love about Steve's story is that he's noticing these vast improvements two months after taking a 30-year break from the guitar. And that's quite simply incredible because you really get locked into this rut, almost this, this belief that, gosh, I played guitar 30 years ago and I'm still playing the same 12 songs, the same 12 chords, and that can feel like, it can feel defeating. But here, Steve is consistently pushing himself and he's getting better, he's reaping the benefits. So there's no doubt in my mind that he will be able to achieve those goals over the next year if he simply leans on his consistent guitar routine. So happy first year at Tony's Acoustic Challenge, Steve. That's so darn cool, and thank you so much for sharing your tack-aversary. Let's go ahead and shift gears. We're gonna hop into the, uh, the, the Acoustic Tuesday uh, private coach. Yeah, we don't need a private airplane to visit this guitar snow. We're gonna simply take a private coach. Why? Because we're only going from Bozeman to Billings, Montana. Yes, this next guitar snow is located in Billings, Montana. It's brought to you by the Hanchett brothers, Anthony and Thomas Hanchett from, yes, Billings, Montana. Here is what's in their guitar snow. We're gonna start with the acoustics from bottom to top. An Ovation Celebrity Elite CE44-1, a Taylor Big Baby, a Martin D1GT, a Gretsch G9220 Bobtail Round Neck Resonator, an RW Jameson 5-string Banjo, in the middle, going from left to right, a Bessler M5 Mandolin, a Pono MHTS Ukulele, and then the electrics from bottom to top, a Schecter Diamond Series Damien FR, an Epiphone G400, a 1989 Gibson SG Standard with Seymour Duncan Antiquity Humbuckers, which, by the way, was purchased from Music Villa, a D'Angelico XL Shoreline with a Bigsby Tremolo, a PRS Horizon Red Silver Sky. And they actually closed this out with a hashtag. Hashtag Operation Get Featured on Acoustic Tuesday. Well, gentlemen, mission accomplished. Thank you so much for submitting your guitar snow. And also I have to say, bonus points for the unique layout. I don't believe we've had a layout of a guitar snow like that ever before. So not only did you get featured, you were the first in history to have 
such a creative layout. So thank you for that, gentlemen. If you want to be like the Hanchet Brothers and get your guitar snow featured on Acoustic Tuesday, if you want to get bonus points for a unique guitar snow layout, all you have to do is follow three simple steps. Step number one, visit AcousticTuesday.store and pick out your favorite guitar snow shirt. Step number two, once that shirt arrives, put it on and take a picture amongst all of your guitars. Bonus points for a unique layout. Step number three, the final step, visit AcousticLife.tv and click on the submit link in the top menu. Once you do that, you can upload your picture and tell us all about your guitar signal, just like the Hanchet Brothers did. Now I want you to leaf back in your Acoustic Tuesday history book. Go back to episode 181, where I talked about once-in-a-lifetime luthiers. We're going to look at some comments from that show because, well, some of those comments were actually made from the luthiers whom I featured in the show. It was an incredibly popular show, and the comments section just totally blew up. Our first comment comes from none other than Tom Sands, and he says this, Incredibly humbled to be included. Thank you, brother. Well, you're very welcome, Tom, and uh, well-deserved. I think you are a top-notch luthier, and I'm very, very honored to call you my friend. Now, that particular comment from Tom spurred on some discussion. Hey, Mr. Guitar Man replied, and he says this, I'm North Yorkshire-based myself and feel bad I'd never heard of you, but wow, what a wonderful eye-opener for me. And then Kevin Green chimes in and he says this, Hey Tom, well-deserved inclusion, my friend. Your creations are just incredible. And I just have to say, I selected this because one comment turned into a conversation and it actually connected people. And I thought to myself, how cool is that? The weekly Acoustic Tuesday show is helping connect people who even live in the same town but might not even know about each other. I think it's amazing. In fact, it's so amazing. I wanted to feature another conversation that happened. Rather, this was more a list of recommendations, and then it just kind of spurred into a cool line of comments that were all related in some way, shape, or form. Let me go ahead and dig in. The first one comes from Guy Vishnu, and he says this, you have to add Ben Wilborn to the list. Fantastic cutting edge guitars and a fantastic guitarist. To which Lafayette LaSaint replied, I wholeheartedly agree with you. So did you hear that, Guitar Geeks? Add Ben Wilborn to your list of luthiers to check out. And then Keys Toft chimes in. He says this, Rosie Heidenrich, Heidenrich, Heidenrich? I don't know which one is correct, but I'll go with Heidenrich. And if I'm not correct, somebody can correct me in the comments. Rosie Heidenrich of Turnstone Guitars in England. Yet another luthier to add to your list of luthiers to check out. Now, to which Amber Russell left the next comment. Now, I featured Amber Russell in the show because she plays a Hallen guitar made by Gage Hallen. She says this, Thanks for the shout-out. Gage Hallen's guitars are truly life-changing. This is so cool because an artist whom I featured on the show commented about a luthier I featured on the show. And then I got a message from Amber on Instagram, and she said to me, You know, Tone, you really should check out Thomas Lieb. He has this really cool percussive guitar workshop that he puts on, and she's attended it. It's amazing. So she doubled down on the recommendation of Thomas Lieb. What's the next comment on the show? Check this out. Gray Walsh says this. I'm surprised that you're not familiar with Thomas Lieb. His cover of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb on YouTube is sublime. Gosh, there were so many comments that I wanted to feature. I've got a bunch pulled up here. I don't have time for all of them. Um, gosh, I'll, I'll, I'll read one more for us here. This one comes from another artist featured on the show. And I just think it's so cool that this acoustic guitar loving community is being built and that you are a part of it. So I should just preface this comment with a huge thank you for watching the show and well, being a part of it. Our final comment comes from Dustin Furlow, who again, I featured on the show. He says this, 
feel privileged to have played works from most of these builders, referring to the ones I went over in the show. Coming for you, Tom Sands. Special note for Tom. And even more humbled to have a mention here with the Beauregard clip. Thanks for that. That particular OM was awesome. Sinker Redwood over Pernambuco. Your description of clear and precise for Mario's guitars is dead on, man. His guitars are downright surgical. Best wishes and hope to hang in 2021. Dustin, uh, this is for you. I hope to hang in 2021 as well. I hope to, uh, well, it'd be nice to jam together in person. I think that would be pretty darn awesome. And I have to say, you know, in, in checking out Dustin's work, he actually, to the best of my knowledge, I think he just in the last couple of weeks released a new single entitled Airborne with a, with a kind of a corresponding music video. So make sure to check that out. I want to thank everyone for leaving comments on this show. It's just, it's a delight to hear from you. And it's, I mentioned it before, but the community being built here is so truly incredible and really inspiring. So thank you all for being a part of it. Go ahead and look at your clock. You know what time it is? It's acoustic news you can use time, also known as coffee talk because I am rip-roaring caffeinated right now and I've got a bunch of stuff to tell you about so that you can stay on the front lines of the acoustic guitar industry. The first piece of news I have from you comes from Daisy Tempest of Tempest Guitars. Check out this awesome connection. Daisy Tempest used to apprentice with Tom Sands of Tom Sands Guitars. She now shares a workshop with Rosie Heidenrich of Turnstone Guitars, which were mentioned earlier in today's show. It's a full circle moment. I love guitar geeks, period. I love them all, I love them all. Well, Daisy entertained the question of, what do I do when I wanna commission a custom guitar? Well, she took her time and did a whole video on certain aspects of designing a custom guitar. Questions you should ask yourself, questions you should go over with the luthier building the guitar. And here's a quick clip from it. I'm just gonna talk a little bit quickly about inlay materials now. When you choose a luthier, they often have a kind of signature, um, whether it be aesthetic or with certain woods. So I mentioned my mentor Rosie, her signature thing is very much working with and specializing in English timbers. My speciality, I think, in terms of inlay aesthetic is working with uh, paper. Recently I inherited a collection of 18th century antique end papers from old atlases and old books and they were exhibited in St James's Street in London and the dealer who owned the gallery left them to me, left about 200 sheets of paper to me and they're all hand marbled paper absolutely glorious stuff. On a personal level, I love reading. I've got a master's in English literature. It's my life apart from Luthery. I love it. So it's really bringing that personal element into the guitars for me whilst delivering a absolutely stunning aesthetic, I think, into my instruments and giving a piece of my soul back to my client. I also haven't come across any other luthiers who offer this kind of thing, um, specifically hand marble paper. And I think it's um, definitely a Tempest guitar's signature. I guess now we should move on to the new music section. I've got two albums you need to know about. The first one comes from the infamous String Dusters. It will be released on May 28th, and it is a tribute to Bill Monroe. This finds the infamous String Dusters tapping into their bluegrass roots and, well, paying tribute to the father of bluegrass. I'm really looking forward to this album because the first single that was released knocked my socks off. Yeah, clear through the wall, out the window, into the street, across the field, you know, where, where the socks that get knocked off usually go. 
Well, if you want your socks knocked off, which I'm sure you do, let's go ahead and listen to that first single entitled My Sweet Blue-Eyed Darling. Here it is. Did I mention I'm caffeinated? Because I'm highly caffeinated right now, possibly the most caffeinated I've ever been on any Acoustic Tuesday show ever. Thank you, Deathwish Coffee. No, I'm not sponsored by Deathwish, but my currently elevated move and energy level, elevated mood and energy level is certainly sponsored by Deathwish Coffee. Moving on to another new piece of music. This is brought to you by Chris Thiele. He has a new album coming out June 4th entitled Lay Songs. And according to him, this is a truly solo, solo album, which means it's just him. Now, from what I gather, this is tough for Chris to do because he has a ton of musical friends, a ton of incredibly talented musical friends that he often combines forces with, much like a musical X-Men of sorts. Well, this time he's going out solo and he's sticking to his guns. So let's take a look, a listen rather, to the first single that he released off of this new album. I've got one more piece of news for you today, and this actually segues into next week's episode. This is a state-of-the-art pickup that literally blows my mind. The first time I heard this pickup, I didn't know what the hell was going on because you can divert individual strings signals to different outputs. The Submarine Pro is a new kind of guitar pickup that allows you to apply effects to individual strings of your guitar. This means that you can uh, drop an octave on the bass you can add sustain or gain to the high strings. And at the same time, you can pan each individual string to different places within your mix. And all of this is possible without any damage or modification to your guitar. You simply slip the Submarine Pro underneath the strings and you're away. Whereas a regular guitar pickup has one coil and one output, the Submarine Pro has six coils and a switching system that allows you to route any combination of strings to two outputs. I mean, how cool is that? You can have super bassy strings and super chimey melody strings. It's just like, who thinks of this stuff? Well, you just met the guy who thinks of this stuff. I just think the options are endless. Now, they do have two pickups available. To the best of my knowledge, they have one that just isolates the bass strings, the low two strings, and then they have the one that you saw, which has switchable pickups for each string. Talk about mind-bending combinations. What a cool idea, and just, what I just it's so cool. I just love finding this stuff and I hope you do as well. I want to thank you for watching the Acoustic Tuesday show today. But first, before I let you go, let's take a sneak peek into next week. Remember how I said that that submarine pickup actually segues into next week's episode? Well, next week we're going to be talking about effects for acoustic guitars. We're going to talk about what you need to know, how to use the effects, and some of my favorites, some of my 
quote-unquote must-have effects for your acoustic guitar. You don't want to miss next week's episode. In fact, you don't want to miss any episode of Acoustic Tuesday, which is why I need to remind you that you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. here on YouTube. Thank you again for watching today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And remember, your guitar progress, your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So invest the time into your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you again for joining me today. I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers and Guitar Geeks Unite.